Welcome to the Biz Owner 360 podcast, where we explore a variety of topics to help you grow your bootstrapped business. I'm your host, Brett Trainer. Each week, I have a conversation with leading experts in the areas of growth, people, execution, leadership, wellness, productivity, and others. This is not the typical podcast. We have conversations that dig deep into each of the topics we cover. The goal is to provide cutting edge but proven tactics and strategies to grow your business. The BizOwner360 podcast is now recognized as a top five international podcast. My guest today is Teresa Bruni. Teresa is the founder and CEO of Less Fear, More Flow. She helps entrepreneurs and business owners with their personal transformation, mindset, wellness, thus unlocking their true potential. This was a super interesting episode and even part therapy session. We talk a lot on the podcast about business strategies and tactics, but not very often about the personal side. This includes wellness, mind, body, and especially mindset. Tune into this episode to find out if your limiting beliefs is holding you and your business back. Teresa also shares a number of best practices to help us get started. I found out I was unintentionally doing a number of these practices, but since then I've been much more intentional about it. I think you'll find this really interesting and super helpful, especially if you haven't paid a whole lot of attention to your the personal side of your business, sleep, nutrition, mindset, everything. So again, we took a slightly different tack this week, but I think you can find a lot of really interesting and important strategies and tactics to help you improve, thus improving your business. So, Teresa is fantastic. So, make sure you take a few notes. And now, on to the interview. Hi, Teresa. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Brent. I'm so excited to be here with you today. My pleasure. We talk a lot in this podcast about growth, tactics, strategies, a little bit of productivity, but what we really haven't spent a lot of time on is a couple things that I think is in your wheelhouse, which is mindset, and then just overall wellness and approach to, to health as, as an entrepreneur. But before we dig into these topics, and you're going to help me get better... <laughs> what is uh, share with the audience a little bit about your background and what you're working on today, and then we'll we'll dive in. Well, my background is pretty lengthy. You know, I've been an entrepreneur off and on over over my entire life, and I've also had a corporate career, so I've seen both sides. Uh, I had my first business at the age of 20. I come from an entrepreneurial family, so you know, uh, uh, I just grew up that way. It was completely natural to have your own business. Um, a, on that journey, on my journey, uh, I became chronically ill and I was on full disability for nine years. And it was that part of my journey that led me to what I do today. And that is helping people manage their stress so that they don't get sick. And for those who are a little bit late to that game and who have become chronically ill, I teach them how to be empowered patients and how to work within the healthcare system and how to get well. But ideally, if we can keep out of that that cycle, that's even better. But yeah, no, and I think yeah. that's when we we've, we'd first met, we were talking about that. And yeah, we both share that background of the, the startup entrepreneurial space plus corporate. We've seen both sides. And you know, as we, they always say, the grass isn't always greener. No, <laughs> on, it's not. <laughs> one side or the other. <laughs> It kind of depends on the day, you know, there, I love being an entrepreneur. I really do. And I would never trade this for anything, but sometimes there are days that I want to, you know, put my feet up on the desk and read the paper and get paid for it. Right. <laughs> Go to two hours or four or six hours of meetings and get paid for it. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. uh, it is different. And, and maybe that's a good place to start. I was thinking maybe we'd start with mindset, but maybe let's, let's transition to that. And let's start with wellness, because one of the things that I've found in this last two and a half years of this part of the journey, right? So I was same, same as you startup and then corporate startup and then into management consulting for a while and then back into the, to the startup world. And one thing I have a much deeper appreciation for now than I did then is balance, right? Or, and it's not when I say balance, it's the mental side, it's nutrition, sleep, I've become a much bigger uh, proponent of advocate of, the, of getting that sleep. Because I used to be, I can work out five hours, but man, when you're just not doing yourself any favors. So, so if we think about it from an entrepreneur's, what are you, some of the biggest uh, 
challenges facing or the don'ts that many entrepreneurs do that we need to get people thinking differently about? Yeah, so I I noticed that most entrepreneurs, when they decide to to start their own business, whether they leave corporate or maybe they're just jumping in, you know, after raising children, um, whatever the circumstances, it does take an incredible commitment. But that work life balance is more important than ever before. Um, being an entrepreneur. Uh, um, if you don't have that work-life balance, your your work is, is going to suffer. So that proper nutrition, taking breaks, that's a big one. You know, take those breaks during the day. We have uh, scientific evidence that, that shows us we can only concentrate effectively for about 45 minutes. And then we need to get up, walk around, take a five-minute break. Um, I have a friend that does a few jumping jacks, you know. <laughs> four times a day during the workday, just to get that blood moving again and get that oxygen to your brain so that you can go sit back at your desk and, and have full concentration again. Um, too many of us, you know, we park ourselves in the chair and that's it. We're there for the day and we leave exhausted. Um, sleep. Okay. So sleep is a, is a vital component to health really good sleep is a vital component. Um, and that's going to vary from person to person. Some of us require more sleep than others. Some people, uh, they function quite well on four to five hours a night. That's not me. <laughs> and I think they say that's probably not most people, right? Even though if you think right. you can do it on four or five, it's you're probably not maximizing, right? Yeah. And, and, and then there are other studies that show that we don't need all of our sleep at the same time. So you don't need a full eight hours at one time. That's where those afternoon naps come in really handy or those meditation sessions, those afternoon meditation sessions, and you can revitalize yourself. And uh, so it's okay to break up your sleep. And so one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur is you should have control over your own schedule. So you should be able to find what works best for you. But whether you're an entrepreneur or a corporate professional, uh, work-life balance is key to success. Yeah. Let's go back to sleep for a minute because I think it's interesting what you said. I had just read an article and I don't know where I read so much. I really do need to do a better job of taking notes of when I read something. But it was talking about the sleep patterns and before the Industrial Revolution, it was not uncommon for people to go to bed like at 8 p.m. or dark, sleep for four or five hours, get up for two hours in the middle of the night, do whatever they do, and then go back to sleep for another three or four hours. One, I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> so do you have any background? I mean, is is that... I mean, I guess it's possible, but that seems like you would want to get all your sleep at one time. But you had just said if you break it up, it's, you get the same, if not greater benefits, right? Well, yeah, there are studies that show that you can break it up. Um, you know, uh, if you think about the siestas that they take in South America, uh, even in, even in um, Europe, some of the European countries, they close their shops and they go, you know, take the afternoon, take an hour off for the afternoon to rejuvenate. And then they don't have dinner until nine or 10 o'clock at night. Okay. That doesn't fit my style. <laughs> no, nor me. Maybe and, I could get used to it, but I don't know. <laughs> and I also, you know, I want my sleep in one block of time. That yeah. That's me. But uh, there could be people listening who say, yeah, I wake up with that genius in the middle of the night and I've got to get up and write it down. And then they can go back to sleep. My problem is I probably would never fall back to sleep. So that's not going to work for me. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. It was funny. My my daughters who are the two are now the youngest two youngsters are still in college. But the one thing my oldest taught each of them was the value of a good nap <laughs> in college. Yes. And they're not big partiers. So it's not like they're out late night, but just being up late and, you know, taught them the refreshment of, of napping. So I'm like, I don't know. I haven't got into that routine. I don't know if I, I'm sure I could, but like I said, I'm still more, give me my seven plus hours is what I try to get. And then I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. So with the, the sleep side of it, again, I've, I've learned to embrace that. I used to be a night owl. I've kind of flipped that switch a little bit and it seems to be working better. But then back to the other thing you had mentioned was the 45 minutes of concentration and focus. And it was funny because I actually tweeted something this morning that said, hey, if you can get three hours of focused work a day, it'll change your life. And I think that fits exactly in with what you're saying. Hey, if we can focus for 45 minutes, take a break, focus, focus, it's amazing how much more you can get done in a you know a three or four hour block of time versus right just always in chaos going on to the next thing and, and not being focused. So I love your perspective on or just a little deeper on what you had talked about with uh, breaking up those focus periods. Yeah. So too often uh, when we get off track as entrepreneurs, we become firemen. And so now we're putting out fires. We're spending all of our time putting out fires. That's not highly productive. So at some point we need to backtrack, get everything back online so that we become, you know, problem solvers instead of having to chase down these fires, which is exhausting. Exhausting and not very productive. I think that's the other thing I've had some authors on here talking about that, you know, the real focus work I just had, you know, an NBA player turned author, you know, talk about his process of getting into that, that deep work. And, you know, it, it is, I've, I need to get better. I'm getting better at it, but just blocking that time in the morning, concentrating. And then to, to your point, the other thing I do is get outside every day for 45 minutes. I don't care if it's, 10 below zero, or if it's 95, I, I just want to get outside and I don't know, it just seems to break up the day to get out of the house or, right, especially as more of us are, are in remote. So any any suggestions for breaking up, getting outside, exercising, is that? Absolutely. So a- anyone who um, studies uh, uh, Eastern medicine knows the benefits of getting outside. Uh, we are energy beings and we live on an energetic planet. And so science tells us that there's a frequency that comes up through the earth that we can ground to. And so, so getting outside is essential. Um, uh, some people actually do grounding exercises uh, just by simply taking your shoes off and walking through the grass maybe you know it's a little cold at the time that we're recording this podcast yeah. <laughs> this episode is <laughs> a little okay. cold out but um you would be taking your shoes off and sticking them in the snow maybe <laughs> but Very there are quick. other ways that that you can ground just uh uh you know being outside letting that sunlight hit you um that is going to provide you with all kinds of health benefits. And even if you can't get outside, you can simply do a grounding meditation where you're visualizing yourself being grounded to the earth. And uh, what you will find, I bet when you go out for those, for those walks, for that 45 minute of outdoor time, um, I bet you get inspiration. Oh yeah. I look forward to, I'm, yeah, I'm not happy if there's some reason that I can't get out for that that day. So yeah, it's almost become more of a constant that almost as much as sleep as right now is to do that. That's perfect. That's I highly recommend that. Um, I, I'll recommend a book to the to the readers. It's called uh, Three Simple Steps by Trevor Blake. We'll link, we'll link and, that in the show notes too, but I don't know if yeah, I'm familiar Tre- with Trevor's that. Trevor's a fascinating guy. I've been following him for quite some time, um, and he he has he has built and sold pharmaceutical companies um, with ev- without ever having a physical location. So he's oh, done really? it all with with uh, outsourcing, and um, and he his mission was based upon his mom had bone cancer for many, many years. And so he wanted to develop drugs that would ease the suffering of people who were going through cancer. Um, he's all about short work days, you know, high productivity, short work days. Look, if you're an entrepreneur, you should be, you should be your business. If your business is not providing you with time, freedom, and financial freedom, something seriously wrong. 
Right. Okay. You shouldn't be suffering to be self-employed. Anyway, back to Trevor. He, he recommends, um, that outdoor time, uh, in his, you know, when you read the book, um, I'm going to describe it as a walking meditation that he does. He does a seated meditation as well, but he also gets out in nature and he says that's an, that's an essential component to success. Yeah, I, I really do think should I should try that because a lot of time I'm listening to podcasts or the books when I'm out there, but I could absolutely yeah. see the benefit of having nothing, no music, just just listening to it. And, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned meditation. That's something about a week ago I tried for the first time, only 10 minutes, right? And it was guided, but, you know, it is it's hard to shut down your mind, even when they're telling you to shut down your mind. I was getting better. So I think over time, I'll definitely incorporate that in, you know, into part of my day is, you know, trying to, to achieve this balance. And just so the audience knows, I think if they've been listening for a while, they know that I'm not a just, um, what's the best way to say, just purely coming from the spiritual or the, the health side. You know, I lived in the corporate side and even in the startup side where it was five hours of sleep and you eat the crappy food and you work the 16 hours and, it just, it was just what was he expected, right? The whole hustle culture, it'll all pay off down there. Man, but what I've discovered, maybe it's just because now I'm past 50, <laughs> is the the full balance of everything. If you can't get both balanced, it, it just, I don't know. I'm just seeing a lot more. It, so this isn't something that I've been doing for 30 years. I'm a recent, you know, believer or convert into picking up some of these practices and seeing the benefits from from finding or trying to find that balance. Yeah. And so uh, keep in mind that uh, meditation is cumulative. So the more you practice, the better it gets. And it doesn't, it's not a pass or fail exam. You know, we are thinking beings and it's very difficult to shut off that thought process. So a guided meditation is perfect when you're getting started or also just listening to some music and, and toning into a sound. Maybe it's even a dripping faucet. I, I remember I would turn the faucet on in the bathroom just slightly so I could hear it drip, just to give me something to focus on yeah. to keep my mind centered. Sometimes it just doesn't work. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> sometimes it works beautifully and sometimes it just doesn't work. But just know that the act of, of, of trying it's, it's working. It's having an effect, whether you're, whether you're feeling it or not, it is definitely having a positive effect. Yeah. I think that I can just see where the benefits come from. Cause I can do it for longer periods of time, but then all of a sudden, I'm like, man, when did my mind start drifting? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, I know, I know it's natural, but I mean, I think people are having trouble sleeping, right? That's one thing I don't usually, I'm pretty good at being able to just turn things off and, and go to sleep at night. But I know a lot of folks, it's just constantly thinking, thinking, and maybe meditation. Again, I'm not an expert. Is that something that can help you sleep at night, right? If you get to the point you can learn to relax yourself or shut your mind off? Well, I could give you a couple of tips for that. Um, uh, what we tend to do when we get into bed, most of us start rehashing everything we didn't get done today and everything we have to do tomorrow. Um, so what I recommend, what um, to my clients, uh, keep something small on your nightstand to remind you. You might even put it on your pillow. I have a small stone, just a very tiny stone that I have on the nightstand to remind me that when I get in bed, uh, that is my time to relax. You just tell yourself, now's the time to rest. You can pick up on all these other thoughts first thing in the morning. And if that doesn't work, I'm a huge fan of audiobooks. Okay. So um, the the app that I use has a timer on it, and so I'll turn on an audiobook. It has to be something. Uh, usually, it's a book I've already listened to because you don't want anything that's got you so intrigued right. that you don't want to fall asleep. <laughs> True. And the cool thing is with, with, uh, and I'll do this if I wake up in the middle of the night and I, and I'm struggling to go back to sleep, you can slow down the pace of the voice. So the voice is calming Yeah, and you set the sleep timer. I never have to set the sleep timer for more than 30 minutes and bam, I'm out. The next thing I know it's morning. Yeah, that's so that's fantastic. another suggestion that I would make because if you're plagued with all, you know, if you're stressed, 
Um, and you're plagued with all those thoughts of, oh my gosh, you know, how's, you know, how's this tomorrow going to go? And I got to need money for this and that's got to get done. And, and, um, it's really hard to fall asleep that way. And it's not a good way to fall asleep. Right. No, it, I, hundred percent. My, it's funny. My wife's the exact opposite of me, right? She is the worrier. She's the one, right? She'll watch the news before going up to bed and then sit on her, her, her iPad for a bit and go through that. I mean, everything I'm the other way, man, I'm starting to shut down no screens and not hardcore, but just lights are yeah. off. And then I don't want anything up you know, in the bed. The, my phone is the only thing just for the, uh, the alarm if I need it. But short of that, um, yeah, and her sleep is not the same. So a very small sample size, but we do sleep differently. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, I would encourage her to develop a new habit because you've got all that input. So she's, she's stimulating all that input before she goes to sleep. We want to do exactly the opposite. We want to shut down the brain and allow it to relax. And, uh, I think she's going to find that, Maybe she's not sleeping any more hours, but she's feeling more rested. Rested. Yeah, interesting. I'm working on her, so <laughs> we'll get there. So, um, all right, before we transition over to mindset, anything else that you would have recommendations for on, again, finding that balance between nutrition, um, obviously exercise, we talked about getting outside, anything else that you recommend to your your clients? Well, you know, it's 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 really the whole package. I, um, and it has to do, it has a lot to do with mindset, which is what we're going to talk about next. Um, uh, I think the typical solopreneur feels that if they're not working seven days a week, that they're not being productive. And, um, so when you and I first met, we talked about um, this work-life balance and how critical it is. And I mentioned to you the story about Ariana Huffington when she was building HuffPost and she was working herself to exhaustion. And what happened was uh, she fell asleep at her desk from exhaustion. Her face hit the desk and she broke her cheekbone. And that was her wake up call that she needed to find some work life balance. So I just would, you know, I just want to throw that out to the listeners yeah. and say, don't wait until you're so exhausted that you're in a major car accident because you're falling asleep at the wheel or, you know, your head hits the desk and you break your cheekbone like Ariana did. Um, again, I'm going to go back to. Uh, entrepreneurship should provide you with freedom, time freedom, um, and a healthy, the ability to have a healthy lifestyle, to take those breaks when you need them. You're finally under control of your own work life. Right. So, you know, let's make the best of it. In theory, at least, right? Because the number of entrepreneurs that I come across and, and even work with that are now making less money and working more hours than they were before, yeah, there's still I can still see the benefit, right? Because you are still controlling it. But the whole point is, how do you figure out and crack that code to to flip that switch, right? So you are again, as they say, not working in your business every day and doing everything. It's it's working on your business, and yeah. that's one of my missions is help people get through that the eye of the needle. Because once you get to the other side, then you can once you see the light, then you're like, okay, I can be as productive. That's the hard part, I think, is people think if they're not working all the time, they can't get as much done. And man, I'm telling you, being focused and being intentional about what you're doing can really help. I mean, my, my goal is to have basically my day done of all the, the important things I want to get done before noon. And then afternoon, whatever else I get done is, is gravy at that point. It's not like I'm going and watching TV. I'll still work or do email, those types of things. But things that need to get done, I'm trying to get done before noon. And then no matter if the day goes sideways, I still have I still feel good that I accomplished quite a bit that day. It doesn't always work, but it has radically changed not the, the outlook, but actually getting stuff done. So I do believe you can be as productive, not product, more productive, working fewer hours. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, there are all kinds of books out there like um, Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Work Week. 
you know. Now, I've not managed to get my work week down to four hours. <laughs> no, nor have I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Someday, but, that's the goal. But, you know, there's something to be learned from that theory. You know, be, be highly productive in less time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think one of some of the lessons I take from the corporate world when you think about some of the roles, and again, you're always busy. Again, don't confuse activity with, with outcomes. But in the corporate, in the days when we were always in the office, you know, you probably in a, any given week, depending on the role you're in, you were only getting probably two hours or three hours of real work in between meetings, people walking by your desk, yep. anything else. It was it just so ineffective. So I was convinced once we hit the pandemic and people started to show they can work remotely, you know, how much more efficient we could be. But it just the world isn't measured on or at least our work world isn't measured like that yet. I think we're starting to see it shift, but I still see a lot of articles talking about the other thing. I know it took us off the <laughs> down a different rabbit hole there, but I do think it's important that people understand you can be as productive and get as much done if you're intentional about it, which may be exactly. a good, good transition into mindset because this yeah. is another area I'm becoming a, a bigger believer in. Uh, not that I wasn't, but I never, never studied it, never really read about it. But, you know, that's why I was, again, excited to have you on, not only for the, what we already talked about, but then too, just the, all the things that we don't think about and having the mindset. And I think you shared an example um, or a story of two entrepreneurs and different mindsets. So I, I don't, I want, I'd love for you to, to get into that. Yeah. So mindset is everything. And uh, even when I'm helping people recover from a chronic health condition, one of the first things that we need to implement is the mindset that the body has the ability to recover. Because oftentimes we will get messages from our healthcare professionals that, that are, are counterintuitive. You know, they'll, they'll, t they'll tell us, oh, well, you've got this condition and you're going to have it for the rest of your life. So they, they plant these seeds. That's mindset too, right? right. And so they, they plant what I call weeds in your, in your mental garden. Yeah, like and it. so, so, uh, what I like to do is, um, help clients to pull those weeds and plant beautiful seeds that, that grow healthy a healthy, beautiful garden. So mindset is, is everything. Um, and we see it all the time. We see those people who really go above and beyond the expectations that, um, it's all about mindset. It's all about believing that you can. So here's what happens. Um, we, we come into this world as perfect little beings. You know, we come out of the birth canal and we are a clean slate. And from the minute we arrive, we begin to get programmed. Uh, I don't know if doctors still smack the babies on the bottom, but, you know, right. the first thing that happens to you <laughs> is you get smacked. <laughs> And, and then you're growing up and, and the people who love and care about you the most are, are sending you all of these messages, all in an attempt to keep you safe and keep you well. So, yeah. um, so you might be six years old and you say, mom, I'm going out to play. And one mother will say, okay, have fun. And the other mother will say, be careful out there. Two different messages. And so over the course of time, through school, friends, uh, cousins, aunts and uncles, relatives, clergy, we get all these messages and, um, and that forms our mindset. And what I find in my practice is most of us have a lot of limiting beliefs that we need to get rid of or we need to reverse. So, uh, you can take what you and I were talking about earlier before we began broadcasting. Um, you can take two entrepreneurs. Let's, I'm going to give you a perfect example, two business coaches. Okay. One business coach is pulling down $150 an hour. The other business coach is pulling down a thousand dollars an hour. What's the difference? The difference is the coach who's pulling down the thousand dollars an hour deserves, believes that they deserve that kind of money. They believe that they are capable of making massive shifts for their clients 
that warrants that kind of money. So that's all mindset. Um, and what happens, especially in, in my arena with heart-centered entrepreneurs, um, heart-centered entrepreneurs feel as though they have to give their services away or it's not heart-centered. Okay, but there's a big problem with that. What's going to happen when it comes time to pay the rent or the mortgage? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, again, it's, it's that mindset that if I'm not giving it away or if my fees are not low enough, then I'm not heart-centered. Um, so mindset it plays a huge key in, in all areas of, of success in life and business. Yeah, I think that's so true. And it wasn't, like I said, until about three years ago when I moved into kind of the, the, the startup space again, right, is to, to help versus actually build something. Well, I guess it is built, but it wasn't necessarily the, the original intent. But you're right. I think there's there's things that we were, and I grew up in the era that when the corporate world, it's you, you took the next steps, you get promoted, you do the job, right? You do those things. And that, I think that goes back to your, your point of limiting beliefs that, hey, this is what everything's incremental, incremental, incremental. But then when I got exposed to some of like the, the thousand dollar an hour coaches, I'm like, that's crazy. There's no way. But you know what? It's, it happens every day. And there's, I guarantee you for, use your example, the thousand dollar coach may have half the experience that the hundred and fifty dollar an hour coach has. And maybe even the benefits and the outcomes that the 150 is driving is to exit. It didn't matter, right? That thousand dollar to your point is the mindset. It's the belief. And it, honestly, just thinking bigger. I know that's not the clinical, clinical term, but you got to think bigger. And that's one of the things I've been challenging myself the last couple of years is, is think bigger. Don't, don't see just that next step. And. And again, I've never really, t honestly, this is the first conversation I've had anybody with, with mindset. I know I had read a few things you hear athletes talk about mindset. So yeah, maybe dig in, we can dig in a little bit deeper and, you know, cause I'm guessing there's a lot more people like me that are on just on the outside and hearing about it. So, you know, is it, are you born with it? Is it, can you nurture it or what's, where do we go? How do we get better? <laughs> Most of us are born worthy. Okay. And it, and it's through all, all of that programming that we get over the course of our life. You know, okay. uh, uh, Christians are taught you're born with original sin. So you're already no good, right? You're already broken. <laughs> Fighting I say an uphill no good, battle. You're, yeah, you're yeah, already, yeah. You already have a, this big flaw, right? <laughs> and, and so that then the programming begins. Um, um, the question is, the question then becomes, so how do we reverse it? So all the big business coaches, you know, Tony Robbins and all the other big business coaches uh, and thought leaders will tell you mindset is the key. But who actually puts you through a mindset program to make those shifts so that you you can be successful in your business and you know it's not just business it's in the entrepreneurial world as well i get a lot of requests for um uh corporate executives suffering from imposter syndrome yeah. and so uh, if you if you're in corporate or you've been in corporate you know what this looks like and you know what this feels like it's like how did i get this job if they, if they know who I really am, they're going to fire me, you know? Right. And so you're walking around with this disguise on and you're constantly under pressure. And that's what ties us back into the stress. And that's the stress that we want to avoid. Anytime you're under long-term stress, whether it be as an entrepreneur and you're ignoring, you know, like work-life balance or you're in a job that you're unhappy with, you're under stress. And that stress is going to take its toll on your health. Yeah. But I digress. Let's get back to mindset. Um, there are numerous ways to shift your mindset. And uh, the, first, the first step is knowing that, you know, yeah, you know what? I do have worthiness issues or, um, or uh, for so many people, it was being shamed in school you know, um, you weren't fast enough in class. Uh, it doesn't take much to really put a 
dent in a person's self-esteem, especially when it's coming from someone that we look up to or admire. Um, So, so there's, there are lots of ways that we can reverse this. You can do uh, biofeedback. You can do um, reversing trauma. There's a method called EMDR, otherwise known as rapid eye movement. Um, You can do hypnosis. Um, I think I mentioned biofeedback. Uh, I use a a, a modality called PsyK that allows us to do quick and effective mindset shifts and, you know, and they're virtually painless. Um, uh, how much work will you have to do? That's really going to depend on the person and, and how much stuff you have, uh, quote unquote stuff. Right. So, um, uh, for me, I had an extremely, um, uh, toxic childhood. So I had lots of limiting beliefs that ended up causing so much stress that led me into a decade long of chronic health condition. And uh, so I had to do a lot of work to get that cleaned up, (laughs) but it is possible. And I think it's, and it's, I think it's more common than we probably give it credit for, or we read about, or maybe I'm just not reading in the right areas, but I think that's, it's so true because I think, um, the imposter syndrome, hundred percent. We see that that all the time. And I think too, what was that old Saturday Night Live uh, character? Uh, not Stuart Smalley. That's a different movie. But you know, gosh darn it, I am good enough. Where he looks in the mirror and he getting Michael Jordan to say into the mirror that the same thing, the affirmations that hey, I am good. So, yeah. what's yeah. is that a good starting point for folks? And I'm, I'm sure it's going to go deeper. And if you're really struggling with it, you know, you're probably going to have to find somebody to help you with it. But is there things that once you recognize or believe that yeah, this is something I need to to work on? Is there some baby steps to get started? Uh, start putting pushing us in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, affirmations are great. Uh, you can put the affirmations, uh, um, you know, write write them on a post-it note and stick them to the bathroom mirror. I need reminders. Okay, so okay. so I, I like, you know, I'll I'll put a reminder on my calendar, and when that when that timer goes off, I know it's time to, you know, stop and and uh, say that affirmation. Um, but what we know is if it's a really deeply seated subconscious limiting belief, uh, you're going to have to say that affirmation like a hundred times a day for a hundred days in order to, to facilitate change. And who's really got that kind of time? Um, uh, there are other things that, that, you know, they talk about like, uh, do the Superman pose in front of the mirror before you go into an important meeting. (laughs) Hands on the Um, hips and yeah, you know, make yourself feel like, like you're empowered because you are, um, um, there are also some, uh, they're called whole brain postures that you can sit in. And these are easy. We do this naturally. We don't even realize it. So simply crossing your ankles and uh, crossing your wrists. Uh, and it, it was interesting when I was uh, in my downtown office, clients would come in and I would watch them. They would sit in the chair and they would automatically cross their ankles and then rest their hands in their lap with their wrists crossed. So we naturally know that this is a whole brain posture. So what's going on with this is the right. Can I hemisphere. stop you before that? Cause you can't see on the camera, but my ankles are crossed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You were doing <laughs> it right. Exactly. As you said, I'm like, Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sitting in a whole brain posture. <laughs> yeah. So the right hemisphere operates the left side of the, yeah, the right hemisphere operates the left side of the body and vice versa. That's why when a person has a stroke on the right side of the brain, the, the, um, uh, the side effects will show up on the left side of the body. When we sit in a whole brain posture, we're creating what's called a whole brain state. And so this is great to do anytime you have an important decision to make. Um, you can do it sitting in a meeting. I mean, you were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> right? You were doing it right, just as we were sitting yeah. here. Uh, so I, I, I teach my clients. They can do this sitting at a, at a conference table. Um, the ones that I work with who, who suffer from imposter syndrome, it will calm you down. 
Okay. Because you're pulling your, your brain into what we call a whole brain state. So you're thinking with both your left and right hemispheres. Um, um, so you can do that if you're feeling uneasy or uncomfortable. Um, there are a lot of little things that you can do to pump yourself up, but at the end of the day, the, the fastest way to facilitate change is to get with a practitioner who can help you to make these mindset, mindset shifts. Yeah. And the good thing is I think society in general is now much more, um, embracing coaches and therapies and uh practitioner anything that i mean why not right there's people that know how to do this <laughs> and if you right. want to live your best life why wouldn't you you take advantage of it so yeah this is definitely definitely an area that i haven't touched on so super fascinating um what else have we we not covered anything else you think we should we should talk about that i may definitely may have to have you back for another session where we can go deeper into mindset because i think there's a lot of us not that I'm asking you to solve it for all, but I think it's a fascinating topic that we could probably get into deeper on a, a single episode. So besides yeah. that, if we think in general terms of entrepreneurs, is there anything that we haven't touched on that at least we should be aware of, you know, as our as we look at our total balance? Yeah. So I think we all are going to experience those days when our energy is low. And when I talk about energy, I'm talking about our energetic energy. So our self-esteem, we just don't feel so great on certain days. Those are the days to uh, allow yourself to take a break, clear your calendar if you can, get outside, go to the gym, take a break, uh, interact with people because, uh, you know, one of the best ways to increase your self-esteem and increase your energetic vibration, your energy level is to interact with other people. Yeah. Uh, distraction is a beautiful tool that I recommend to my clients who are suffering with chronic health conditions. Um, just if you, if the moment you can get away and, and take your mind off of everything that's not going right or everything that you have to do and just take those deep breaths and relax, you'll come back rejuvenated and refreshed and you'll miraculously, you'll have these great ideas or the phone will ring and it's that perfect client that you've been waiting for, yeah. you know, that call that you never thought would come. Um, uh, you know, no person is an island. So yeah, that's so true. Yeah. D watch out for that. Especially if you're a solo opener, you can get caught up in and working and, remote you know, and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's so true. Yeah. And, and I can, I can also, I just want to, you know, um, in addition to, my personal mindset shifts that needed to be made in dealing with the uh, traumas that I suffered as a child. I was also at the time um, I was living in New Jersey and I was working in Manhattan. I had a 13 hour work day. I was eating a lot of boxed dinners, you know, throw it in the microwave. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's easy. And, and so uh, there were a lot of factors that led into the breakdown of my health. And so diet, diet was part of that. Um, and now I can't even stand the smell of, you know, something out of a box that's been thrown in the microwave. Highly processed. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just, just know that, um, um, uh, every single one of us was born a truly worthy individual and probably uh at at no fault of your own somebody convinced you that you were less yeah i think you're right i mean even just society in general this is what you do this is what the norms are this is how we do this and right i think we're seeing that's not the way we're wired i think the remote workforce has taught us that you know flexibility in our life is is important that the industrial revolution while it served its purpose is probably not natural for humans, right? That's not the nine to five office just doesn't, doesn't work for probably anybody, right? Or at least not highly productive. We already went down. So I don't want to take us down a, <laughs> another rabbit hole, but you know, I think too, I think the mindset's right. And again, maybe part of it is 
I tend to or have the ability to be able to just focus on things that I can actually change. If I can't change it, I don't tend to lose a lot of sleep. And you now my wife, on the other hand, and it's a good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the exact opposite. She's worrying about scenarios that may happen three years from now that and I'm like, yeah. well, we'll cross it when we get there. If there's something we can do to prevent it or but I mean, you're it's so I don't again, maybe that's just the way we're wired a little bit and you have to work hard to to get out of that. But um yeah, I don't know your thoughts and that'd be our closing pieces, you know, that the things we worry about, how do we, we worry less about the things that either don't have a big impact or we can't get control. So, uh, one thing that I didn't talk about is one of my certifications is in energy leadership and energy leadership again has to do with that energetic energy in addition to your physical energy. So when you're feeling low and you're feeling defeated, you're down in those lower levels of energy. That's when you become lethargic. You want to throw yourself on the couch with a box of uh, candy or a bag of chips and just give up on life. When you're in the higher levels of energy, uh, that's when your intuition and innovation is turned on and you feel like you can stay up all night writing your book. And I highly encourage anyone, if you feel like staying up all night and writing and writing your book or working on a project, go for it. Yes. You can get your sleep later. Okay. We talked about how important sleep is, but if you're inspired and you're motivated, go with that Roll. flow. Yeah. Now, what I hear you describing with your wife is she is stuck in a certain level of energy. Um, uh, it sounds as though she probably worries too much. And the fact that she's a, a woman, a daughter, a wife, a mother. She has, has a lot of caregiver energy. Has three daughters. <laughs> three, yeah, there you go. So she's got a lot of caregiver energy. So of course she's got this overwhelming concern of you know what the world is, what is the world going to be like for my children. Um, so again, it it comes down to retraining people how they look at life and how they react and respond to life. And what I hear you saying is the two of you react and respond to life completely differently. You clearly said, I focus on things that I can change. And, um, you know, uh, I feel so bad we're talking about her. She's not, no, she's I know. And, and just for the record, she's not like that all the time, but it's just when we come, yeah. that's just, we approach things differently. So, and so, so, so I'm not going to refer to her. I'm going to, I'm going to refer to the person you're describing to me in general. Uh, yeah. Sounds like someone that probably spends too much time worrying. And so, um, uh, we know that worry is fear of the future. So worry causes anxiety, and that's not good for her health. And the additional input at night before bed is just feeding that anxiety. Uh, depression, on the other hand, would be thoughts of the past. Oh, interesting. You know, what, okay. what did I do wrong? I, you know, it didn't work out the way that I thought it should. I wish I had done things differently. I wasted five years of my life. All of that leads to depression. Both of those are very low-lying energies. So it's a matter of um, learning to live in the moment. And again, looking at what can I change today? You know, I love that attitude that, that you have. What do I have the power to change today? And if not, then you <laughs> right. And again, I, there's a lot of people that can't turn that off for whatever reason. They do think about what the future scenarios and, you know, just it's right. It's the more we can live in the present, the, the, the better, right? Because right. again, there's no guarantees of tomorrow, but we do have to still plan for the future. And so I'm not saying we do. that. Yeah. But the, one of my favorite sayings is, man, if you're not enjoying the process, you're going to be disappointed when you get to the end, just because. I'd say that for entrepreneurs, you're trying to grow. If your whole goal, you're not happy building this business or whatever you're doing, it's just just to get to that monetary threshold or some milestone. You're not going to be happy when you get there. It's just uh, I say life's too short to not enjoy what you're doing. And again, I spent probably way too many years in corporate America doing things that I thought I enjoyed at the time. But looking back, is no, right? <laughs> That's not the way it, it was meant to be. So I'm like, you know. Do you got to find something you're you're passionate about and enjoy doing, and you have to like the, the not every day is going to be roses, but right. 
you know, each week you go, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm making progress. I love what I'm doing. You know, this podcast, right? Not every day I wake up and say, can't wait to record a, another episode. That's completely true. Cause I do, you know, get to choose who the guests are. So I do look forward, but my point I'm rambling a bit is right. It's just, you gotta enjoy the process. And it took me a long, long time to figure that out. So I try to encourage, especially younger folks who may not see that yet to, Now's the time, right? You may, you know, you got to pay the bills. I completely understand that, but you've got to find something that you're just not going through the motions, right? It's just, that's probably, I don't know, my opinion, but one of the worst things you do is just go through the motions because, uh, I don't know, the personal opinion, I guess. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But, you know, I think it's up to the individual. I, I have, um, I've known people over the years that, that because of the way they were taught, they settled into a job. They're going to put their years in and they're going to have a nice retirement. Right. I, on the other hand, am not cut out, cut from that cloth. I have to be passionate about what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm just not satisfied. So, um, so it's going to vary from individual to in individual. But the key, the real key is enjoy life. Yes. yes. Enjoy life. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, Teresa, I really enjoyed this. It was just fascinating and, like I said, a, a new episode for me and um, definitely going to have to have you on for, for a part two. So uh, thank that. you for your time. And if folks want to learn more about you and, and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way to reach me is to visit my website, TeresaBruni.com. There are uh, numerous free resources out there. And there are some guided meditations and visualizations. There's a grounding, a short seven-minute grounding meditation. So if you're feeling flustered at work, bam, seven minutes, you can be grounded. Um, and there's a whole host of information. My website is just packed with information. So if you want to learn more about my Mindset. If you want to learn more about how Psyche works, there's a ton of information out there. You can also request a discovery session with me and, um, and email me. Send me an email from my website. I love hearing from people. Awesome. And she's not lying. The, the content on your website is phenomenal. And it is across the topics that we covered today. So if you're curious about just one area of this, Go check it out because it's, uh, like I said, it's, it is full of really good content. So, Teresa, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you in the not-too-distant future. Uh, it was such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, and we'll, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. 